I recently helped hundreds of people achieve more in a few months than they had the previous several years. And now I'm getting ready to open up another challenge where I want to help you do the same. Here is actually a short testimonial of someone who was in that challenge. This challenge was hands down the best thing I did all year. And I appreciate the time, energy, and heart that you put into it. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist and best-selling author of many books that have now sold millions of copies. Click the link down below and watch this free training where I will show you these frameworks on how you can achieve more in the next 90 days than you possibly have in the last five to 10 years. Click the link down below and watch the training before it goes away. In the book, The One Thing, written by billionaire Gary Keller, he has two phenomenal quotes. The first one is a question which you can use as a framework. And in this video, I'm going to share with you, in my opinion, the most effective form of goal setting. In fact, I think that this is the highest order of goal setting you could ever have, which simplifies everything. In that book, Gary Keller asks the filtering question. What is one thing that if accomplished, makes everything else either easier or unnecessary. So what is one thing that if achieved, if accomplished, makes everything else you're trying to do either easier or unnecessary? The purpose of goal setting in the first place is to simplify. And if you have too many goals, then you have too much internal contradiction. Goals are not meant to compete with each other. But if you have multiple goals, they're competing against each other mentally in your mind, but also your path is going to be too spread. So the second quote from Gary Keller is that success demands singleness of purpose. You should go for few things for great effect rather than many things with side effects. Back to that quote, he said, success demands singleness of purpose. And so his first quote, what is the one thing that if accomplished makes everything else easier or irrelevant? This is something that I have found over and over in my life is the idea of there is usually a single outcome, a single goal that can filter everything else you're trying to accomplish. What is the one outcome, the one goal? And it's often a power level higher. It's often a level higher than what you think you want. You may want, for example, financial freedom, but actually you want something above that. And if you go for the thing above that, you'll actually simultaneously get financial freedom. I'm gonna share with you several examples of how I've applied this, but let me first give you a concept. So in the book, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, he invites a concept, what he calls keystone habits. Now, a keystone is the center center stone in an arch, an arch being a physical structure. And the keystone is what holds the arch in place. And if you knock out the keystone, the whole arch falls over, the whole arch collapses. So the keystone is literally what holds the arch up, knock out the keystone, everything else falls apart. So borrowing that idea, Charles Duhigg introduces the idea of keystone habit. And basically what he talks about with keystone habits is that a keystone habit is one change a person might make, which then ripples and cascades into many other positive effects. He gives examples of someone who is really out of shape, has bad finances, is unhappy, and they do one change. For example, maybe they start walking every morning and that one thing starts to create a ripple effect. Now, maybe rather than just listening to trash media, maybe they start listening to good books or podcasts. That then leads them to making a little bit better health decisions, eating decisions. They stop eating such junk food. That also informs maybe who they spend time with. And ultimately, that one thing, that keystone activity, that keystone habit, ultimately cascades and ripples and triggers everything else into their life. And they end up making all sorts of positive changes in their life. How I've used it, and I've even written about it in one of my books called Personality Isn't Permanent, is the idea of a keystone goal. And this goes right back to the one thing by Gary Keller, which is what is one goal, one outcome that actually allows me to accomplish and become 
everything else I'm trying to become. But I think that if you can't identify that keystone goal, and if you have even two or three competing goals, then you want to do a little bit deeper work thinking one level up, one level ahead to say, what is a goal? What is a keystone target that could unify all these things together and ultimately help me achieve everything I'm trying to accomplish or even make a few of these goals unnecessary or irrelevant? So back when I was growing up, when I was 11 years old, my parents got divorced and it was somewhat of a traumatic experience, obviously a deeply traumatic experience. But I had a keystone goal in my mind. And that keystone goal was to serve a two-year church mission for my church. That was just kind of a North Star single thing. And in my mind, even though for years I never actually attended church and was not living anything close to that lifestyle, that idea was still in my mind. And in fact, because I had that keystone goal, that North Star, I was able to graduate high school. Because I knew in my mind, even though I wasn't actively going to church, that if I wanted to serve that church mission, I needed to graduate high school because in order to go on those types of missions, at least from my understanding, you had to be a high school graduate. You also had to have certain standards. Like, for example, you couldn't, there was, there was just certain standards that were in place that were requirements if I wanted to serve that church mission, which kind of gave me some form of guardrails for my behaviors uh, that allowed me not to go too off the rails in terms of certain types of you know, drugs or stuff, stuff like that. This actually equates very much with what Viktor Frankl talked about in the book Man's Search for Meaning. Basically, in that book Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl writes about his experience in the Holocaust during World War II and the Nazi Holocaust, him being a Jewish Austrian psychiatrist. And in the book Man's Search for Meaning, if you haven't read it, is a great explanation of that. And basically, the core finding and the core thing that Dr. Viktor Frankl talks about in that book is that when a person loses some form of hope and goal and purpose for their future, that the present loses meaning. In other words, the present has no meaning unless it's somehow connected to a future. And from a psychological standpoint, this makes a lot of sense. Psychologically, our full-on experience in the present is largely based on how we frame our past and how we frame our future. And what happens is, is when you lose any form of sense of a future, then the present starts to have a, a lot less context and almost no meaning. And therefore, a person becomes retrospective inward and they just think about the past, thinking that things were better. And what Frankl found is, is that those people died very quickly. And so a person needs a core goal or purpose. And in fact, he shared his keystone or his core goal in that book. His goal was to survive the concentration camps so that he could rewrite the book that was confiscated and stolen from him. Well, back to me, I was going through a lot of trauma during my teen years, but I had that keystone goal, that single goal. It wasn't two or three goals. I had one goal, which was get on that church mission. I knew that if I could get on that, that I would figure out what to do beyond that point. And that that goal actually gave me direction in the present. It, and there's a lot of research obviously on this about being connected to your future self and that that connection to your future self gives you a lot of resilience, a lot of direction, allows you to avoid a lot of pitfalls. So that was my keystone goal. And I knew that if I got there, then I could figure out what to do next. So fast forward, I did get on that mission at age 20. And when I came back, I then had another keystone goal. And that was to work for basically what would be called like the Missionary Training Center. And so that keystone goal clarified my process and ultimately helped me go on a path. Well, once I got like, and so I came back from school, zero college credits, and did not have good grades or anything like that. But I came back from that two-year experience with a lot of momentum, a lot of skills. 
So other episodes of Keystone Goals, for example, were one was to get into a PhD program. And so obviously that that goal creates a lot of clarity in the process. You can reverse engineer a process and find the 20% using the 80-20 principle of what are the core things that would be required to get into like a top tier PhD program. Well, I knew I needed to get good grades, high test scores, and a lot of research experience. Ideally, uh, publications, like academic publications, or at least papers submitted for publications. So being really clear on that goal, and the first time I applied, I got rejected by 15 schools. I was able to find an amazing mentor. And with him, he was able to mentor me immensely on academic writing. And I was able to submit tons of papers for publication and was able to get into an amazing PhD program in organizational psychology. Well, once I got into my PhD program, my one goal, my keystone goal was to get a six-figure book deal. Now, this is where I want you to think really clearly about what's the one goal that will help you be and achieve everything you want. Back to the idea of me going on a mission. Although that seems like solely a spiritual or a religious goal, it actually was very holistic. That was the one thing that I believed would help me uh, become everything I wanted to be for my future self at that point in time. I knew that it would be good for my future self, my future family. Well, when it came to the PhD program, I was married in my undergrad, but I knew my wife and I really wanted to get out of her parents' basement, go to some other place in the country, start to settle, have our own roots. And so getting into that PhD program was not only good for my career, but it also knocked over other key things that I wanted, such as basically starting a life with my family, stuff like that with my wife. That one thing helped me accomplish a lot of the other things I wanted to accomplish. Well, back to the idea of the PhD program. Once I got there, my one goal, my keystone goal, was to get a six-figure book deal with one of the major publishers. That one goal would would solve so many things for me. First off, we had just become foster parents of three kids. That was one of the things we did during the first year of my PhD program. I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to help people through writing. I loved writing. I wanted to be a professional author. I also wanted finances to provide for my family. And I wanted the flexible schedule of having a, a, like a writing job, being a professional author. So that one goal helped me. And in psychology, there's a concept called deliberate practice. There's a connected concept called fitness function. Fitness function is the idea of what are you optimizing for? Like, what is the purpose? What is the outcome? What is the standard? And the goal shapes the process. Whatever you determine as the goal, that's going to shape ultimately the deliberate practice, how you operate, how you practice. There's a great quote from Naval Ravikant. He said, it's not 10,000 hours that creates an outlier. It's 10,000 iterations. But an important thing to realize is that you're always iterating towards a fitness function or towards a destination. So if I had set the goal, for example, the keystone goal of just being an, a published author, that would not have created the same process as a six-figure book deal. The six-figure book deal had much different requirements and standards than just writing a book. So that goal or fitness function shaped a much different, first off, 20% focus. What are the few things that are going to be required to get there? One thing I found is I needed 100,000 email subscribers, needed to learn how to write and think at a certain level. And so that shaped a very different 10,000 iterations. My daily process and focus and who I ultimately developed myself into was based on what I was going for. That one goal ultimately helped me be and do and have all the other things I want in my life. That was a keystone goal. Back to the quote from Gary Keller, what's the one thing that if accomplished will help everything else you're trying to do become either easier or irrelevant? And it's not like I only had one goal in life then. I was, of course, in a PhD program and I wanted to finish that PhD. But that one core goal of getting that is what shaped so much of, of my process and my focus. Even recently, I've gotten really clear on my next keystone goal. And that keystone goal is helping me really streamline and simplify my focus, that singleness of purpose, 
And I know that it's a good keystone goal because it's it's ultimately going to require me to become the type of person that I want to be in all the key areas, in my faith, in my family, in my finances, in my health, to achieve that keystone goal, to be that person, to actually realize that it's going to require me to become the type of person I want to be in all the key areas. I invite you to ask yourself that question. What's the one outcome? What's the one goal? What's the keystone goal? What's the one thing that if achieved will ultimately help you be, do, and have everything else you're ultimately going for. I recently did a training with a group of leaders and we were talking about that singleness of purpose, that singleness of unity and that eye towards the same thing. And we were asking what, you know, in all these different sections, places, what's the one unifying goal that they could all connect themselves to such that the macro shapes the micro. It took time, but once they actually were able to see the highest order principle that would guide all of them, then they were all unified in what they were doing. And there always is a keystone goal if you can get clear on it. And once you get clear on it, you then make that your filter. You make that your deliver practice and you start doing the 10,000 iterations to becoming that person, to optimizing yourself into that being, then you will achieve so much. And so what is the one goal? What is your keystone goal that if you focused on it, you don't really have to have too many other goals. Yes, there may be sub goals along the way, and that's absolutely fine. But that that goal ultimately really clarifies the sub goals and it also clarifies the stuff that doesn't matter. That's one of the huge benefits of having a keystone goal it is that it helps you realize that most of what you think you need, you don't actually need. A core component of this keystone goal, by the way, is, is that it is a dream. It's a core end in and of itself. Like it is an end and obviously it will become a means to other ends, but it is an end. And it allows you to skip a lot of the things that you think you need that are ultimately means as to places that may not take you to that end. There are means goals and there are ends goals. And often we spend so much time on pathways and processes and essentially meanses that are not the most optimal to going to the end. And so it's much better to clarify the end that you truly want, that keystone goal, that thing that will help you be and have all the other core things that you truly want. And will help you optimize all of those things. What is the one goal that will ultimately help clarify and help you achieve all the other things you truly want in, that are purely essential? Go straight for that. Reverse engineer that and start being and doing and having that. And it'll weed out a lot of the unnecessary meanses that truly don't matter. And that concept of operating from the end is what Aristotle would call final cause. Final cause being the, the 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 cause of all of what you are doing and the final cause being the thing that you most absolutely want and value and clarifying that and say, what is it? And obviously, this is going to be contextual. Uh, in my book, Be Your Future Self Now, I define it as a contextual purpose. This is based on my context right now. This is the end. Like that is my clear next step, that keystone goal. And by achieving that, it will open up so many opportunities and freedoms. But even just being that and realizing that is a dream in and of itself. And that's what I do want. And I know that by achieving that keystone, I'll optimize all the other things I want. So I invite you to ask that question. What's the one thing that if achieved, if accomplished, will, will make everything else that's important to you either easier or irrelevant? That singleness of purpose, that clarity of purpose really streamlines everything else. It becomes a really beautiful filter for filtering out the things that are not in alignment with that keystone goal. And there's a lot of things that you could have and be and do and have, but you have to define the game you're playing. The The keystone goal is what matters to you, even if it doesn't matter to other people. All right. Hope that helps. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Please subscribe to the channel. 
and I will see you on the next video.